1027 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And here we are the day after the State of the Union show. James Golden with you here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of today's program, including those of you who actually watched that thing last night, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. And uh, we have, of course, the war still going on in Ukraine, which was the backdrop for the State of the Union. The State of the Union conducted at the Capitol, which was behind a wall, behind a fence. It's kind of a wall. Because the Democrats are scared to death of American truck drivers. They thought the truckers would be in town. And imagine that. The people that keep this country going, the people that get goods and services as best we can to all of the country, the people who work in every single hazardous weather condition that there are on the nation's road. The Democrats afraid they treat them like criminal terrorists and put up a fence against them, so afraid that they might commit another quote-unquote insurrection. It's just shameful. But one of the more surprising things, you know, usually after the State of the Union show, if you look at the news media the next day, it's above the fold, meaning it is at the top of the newspaper, not at the bottom half, on almost every single newspaper that there is. The online versions usually resemble what the print version looks like. Today's speech, it was hard to find. It was hard to find. And I'm not kidding. In some of the major mainstream publications, you actually had to search, do a little search. I mean, not not with the not the electronic, the digital search, but you had to look around. Where where is the where are the stories about the State of the Union speech last night? And they were there. Some of them on the front page, little article here or there. Some of them buried further. Most of them not complimentary at all. Some of them, of course, trying to do the best they can to say that that was a speech worth watching. I watched most of it. And, you know, the only thing, the first thing that I thought of is, wow, what did they give Joe Biden? He seems alert for a part of it. And then as the night wore on, you noticed that his there was a difference in his cadence and his, his syntax and everything. But today... Some of the comments are truly outrageous coming from the columnist, the pundit class, including Dana Milbank of the Washington Post, who wrote an article, Republicans are so eager to see Biden fail, they'd let Putin succeed. He points out that during a similar address, that means State of the Union, after the 9-11 attacks, President George Bush enveloped Democrat congressional leaders in bear hugs. But this time, a number of Republicans boycotted Joe Biden's address, ostensibly because they objected to getting tested for the coronavirus. Well, first of all, let's put this little thing to rest. It is true that at the State of the Union address, George Bush did greet some Democrat Congressional leaders warmly. I will remember, and maybe you'll remember, Sheila Jackson Lee on the on the corner. You have to, in order to get the seat where you are directly in the aisle, you have to show up in the congressional uh, in, in the congressional room there, 
the hall, the chamber, hours before the speech. And there she was, so that she could get her picture taken with President Bush. But let's remember what happened after that, because it's not enough, Dana, for you to just simply say, oh, Bush got a warm welcome. After, as soon as that was over and the photo ops were over, the Democrat Party trashed George Bush like he was the evil stepsister. They trashed him up and down. This was before, oh, where are the weapons of mass destruction? Bush is a liar. Bush is a liar. And don't forget, because I remember it was two Democrat posters, James Carville and and Stan Greenberg put out a poll. Basically, they said, you know, Bush's numbers are too high. We have to get them down. We have to accuse him of being a liar. We have to ruin his credibility with the American people. I'm paraphrasing what was in their report. And that's what Democrats set out to do. They unleashed a campaign of hate against George Bush, the likes of which we haven't seen until Donald Trump assumed the presidency. And they put that campaign of hate to shame with what they did with Donald Trump. So don't sit here and make it like, oh, the Democrats are so loving and they treat Republicans so well when they have the State of the Union. Let's look at what Democrats do to Republican presidents. Dana Milbank goes on to point out the Democrats were blaming Biden, they point out Ted Cruz says that uh, Joe Biden sought to appease Vladimir Putin from the very beginning. That's what he tweeted. Biden is empowering our enemies. Senator Marsha Blackburn, the United States is back to leading from behind under President Biden. This is the time Putin has invaded a foreign country while Joe Biden has been in the White House, of course, referring back to the Obama years. And Obama did nothing. So you see Republicans, oh, they're so evil, Dana Milbank, Washington Post. And Democrats, oh, they're so, so wonderful. Let us not forget what Democrats did to President Trump, how they tried to use Russia, this phony collusion BS, which led to a phony impeachment. And then they point out that President Trump, while opposing the Ukraine invasion, has called peacekeeper Putin's actions very savvy, genius, smart, while our leaders are dumb. Well, well, anybody want to say that Joe Biden has been the smart one in this fiasco? But no, 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 no. Listen to this line from Dana Milbank. But this isn't the time to point fingers at political opponents. It's time to confront the real enemy. Do Republican leaders even know the difference? And then comes this. In the official GOP response to the State of the Union, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds picked up the blame Biden theme, accusing him of focusing on political correctness rather than military readiness, which is true. Before the Ukraine invasion, weakness on the world stage has a cost, she charged. Well, that's true. It does. And Republicans, by undermining Biden in a time of war, risk making America pay. 
And let me, let me read that line again. Republicans, by undermining Biden in a time of war, risk making America pay. What party, what party has seriously undermined a president in a time of war? Do you remember the way that George Bush was treated during the Iraq war? Do you remember that protester, Cindy, whatever her name, who lost her son, trolling Bush as he went anywhere around the country and the media sucking up behind her with adulation. Do you remember the anti-war protest in the street? Do you remember, do you remember the frenzy and the hatred that George W. Bush faced from the left? Do you remember Democrat members of Congress calling our military thugs and, 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 and hoodlums because of what happened in Abu Ghraib? Do you remember any of that? Who tries to undermine America while we're at war. It is not the Republican Party. Dana Milbank, you are full of it. You are full of it from the from the tip of your toes to those brown eyes of yours. They must be brown from where you've been putting your nose, brown nosing President B- Biden with this crap. Do you remember ever seeing a president that was subject to the kind of treatment that Donald Trump was. The Democrats began undermining him before he even took office. Hillary Clinton and her campaign were spying on President Trump, and that spying continued when he went into the White House. Who's trying to undermine an American president? You know, you can put out this pablum to your friends, your uneducated masses that read you and WAPO, the Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. The only thing that died is the truth at the Washington Post because they won't print it. These people hate Republicans. They undermine Republicans at every step. And we don't want to be lectured by you, Dana Milbank. You can take your column and shove it up your rear end. as far as I'm concerned. Now let's turn to Russia for a moment. Some of the major giants, I saw that uh, Princess Di had tweeted this out earlier uh, this morning. Natural gas giant Gazprom, oil producer Lukoil, and leading bank Surbank are all now penny stocks. Based on the trading on the London Stock Exchange, The local market has been shut now for days. Gas prices are exploding in Europe, but these Russian companies, they're becoming worthless. Thank you, Vladimir Putin. This is the cost that he is paying as economic sanctions start to take effect in Russia. The United States apparently is going to start seizing some property. Now, usually this is a move reserved for enemies of the state, so I guess now Russia is. You know, if they think you're in a a militia or something, they'll come grab your property. Senior Biden administration officials are preparing to dramatically expand the number of Russian oligarchs subject to U.S. sanctions. What they want to do, they want to confiscate their yachts, their jets, They even want to take their luxury apartments. They'll probably end up, if they do, confiscate them. I wonder what Democrats are going to end up with them. 
on some sweetheart deal. Just speculating. No proof to that. Just wondering. The Department of Justice on Wednesday announced the creation of Task Force Klepto Capture to coordinate prosecutors and other federal investigators in the effort to prosecute sanctions against corrupt Russian oligarchs. Wow. Wouldn't it be amazing if they went after the corrupt oligarchs in the Democrat Party the same way? Tonight I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions off this violent regime, no more. That's what Joe Biden said. We're coming for your ill-begotten gains. Go tell that to the Clinton Foundation. You want to talk about a bunch of oligarchs with ill-gotten gains? Go look at the Clinton Foundation. Go see some yachts over there in some luxury apartments. Not saying that they shouldn't go after Russia, but I mean corruption's corruption. Let's look at some of our oligarchs in the Democrat Party and see. Hey, speaking of that, how's Hunter Biden doing? He's one of these corrupt oligarchs, all these millions from Burisma. Go confiscate the crack pack, the, the crack pipes. And whatever else he has. The United Nations has stepped into the act, my friends. And of course, you should be very grateful for that. We all should. The United Nations. What would the world be without the United Nations? The United Nations General Assembly. They stood on their hind legs last night. We should be proud of them. They stood up. Right on their hind legs. And they voted 141 to 5 with 35 abstentions in favor of a Ukrainian resolution condemning Russia's invasion. The Russian negative vote was backed only by Belarus, North Korea, Etira, and Syria. So the Russians were pretty much over at the UN. The You know, they're, they're the outcasts. It doesn't matter. The resolution has no teeth to it, means nothing. It's just words. While Vladimir's troops continue to kill innocent civilians and target, in fact, some news stories are saying there's a deliberate attempt from Vlad and his communist evil thug forces to to focus the energy of their killing on civilians in Ukraine. Again, telephone calls, if you saw that State of the Union thing last night, you want to comment on it, 800-848-WABC. Did you see Kamala Harris's outfit? She kind, of, she kind of blended right into the chair. It's like, who picked that? It's like Dookie Brown was the color, and, and the, the chair was like Dookie Brown. So there she was. Sitting in the chair, and her, and you know, her her skin tone is a few shades lighter than Dookie Brown, so it's like she was just fading in the background every time she sat down. And Nancy Pelosi, what was up with Nancy Pelosi? Standing up, rubbing her hands before the applause line, looking wildly. At least she didn't make an idiot of herself completely, like she did at the presidential State of the Union, the last one with Donald Trump, where she tore up the papers at the end. But, I mean, last night's State of the Union show was, eh. Anyway, 
848-WABC, the number to call. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, coming back right after this. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdy, is on the air. 77 WABC. W. ABC. The Four Seasons bring us back on Talk Radio 77. You know, oh, what a great song this is. I always love Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Um, there was a attack, and I've been wondering for two days whether I should do this story because it is so gross. It is so, and you might think I'm trying to be sensational uh, when I do it, but this has been in the news, and I've kind of ignored it because it is just beyond the pale, just disgusting. And so this story is so disgusting. You know, Rush used to give a five-second warning to get the kids away if you thought if he thought he was going to do something that was kind of uh, beyond the pale, something that the kids would react to badly. I'm not going to do that, but I'm just going to say that that while I do this, you need to prepare yourself because this is one of the most disgusting news stories that I have ever seen pop up, and we see a lot of disgusting stories. So here we go. Bronx man appears in court for New York City subway poop attack. A Bronx man accused of smearing feces on a woman's face in a vile subway attack last week stuck his tongue out as he was led out of his arraignment hearing Tuesday night. Frank Abroqua, 37, arrested February 28th, charged with forcible touching, menacing, disorderly conduct, and harassment in connection with the stomach-churning attack. This guy, this criminal... While he was in his arraignment, cursed out the judge during his first appearance last Tuesday. He said he was tired of waiting. He demanded the judge hurry things up so he could be handed over to the detectives who were waiting to question him in a hate crime investigation. Now, here's the, here's the money part of this. The Bronx man who has been freed without bail, I repeat, the Bronx man who has been freed without bail in three other cases had to face the judge for an attack that took place just three days after New York City Mayor Eric Adams rolled out the subway safety plan meant to crack down on violence and crime-ridden subways. There was a 43-year-old woman waiting for a train Man walks on the platform, suddenly lunges at her, appears to shove the bag in her face. Mayor Adams called the the incident a horrific experiment for anyone to go through. Human waste or someone spitting in your face, these are real signs of mental health issues. We must dig into how we're dealing with these mental health issues. Well, I've been making the case for a long time here that there are mental health issues that we have to deal with. But here's the other thing we have to deal with, Mayor, that you don't seem to want to deal with. The fact that this guy, up on three different cases, freed on bail with no, having to pay no money for bail, attacked 
in other ca- attacking people in other cases, and yet he's out of jail. This is all the bail reform that the progressives in New York, the AOC crowd, and at a national level, Kamala Harris and her crowd, this is what the Democrats have inflicted on America. They want these criminals out preying on the citizens of the country, and this is what they do. This guy shows up with a bag of human waste, a bag of poop, in a subway. This poor woman sitting down minding her business, and this career cretin miscreant takes this bag of human crap and shoves it in her face. This woman is probably traumatized and will be traumatized for years to come and maybe will never forget what happened to her. And this man that did this, three different cases before this, and they let him out of jail and let him walk the streets of New York so that he can come up with this and do this horrible thing to this innocent woman. This is what Democrats are doing in every single blue city in America. This is what people have to look forward to. Career criminals who should be in jail, roaming the streets, waiting to harm their next victims. And believe me, you don't see one Democrat Not one in this city standing up and saying, this is wrong. We have to stop this immediately. Not one elected Democrat is standing out for the people of New York saying, we made a horrible mistake. The Democrat Party, we made a horrible mistake. We listened to our progressives and we let these criminals, these crooks, get out of jail in some cases without paying a dime, in bail or in bond. And they are attacking you, and we are sorry, and we are going to correct it. They don't care. This is every reason, not just in New York, but in San Francisco. Yesterday, I read a story from San Francisco's DA, and the DA openly says, that getting tough on crime doesn't help get rid of crime problems. It doesn't work. Now, this man's a straight-up idiot, if he honestly believes that, because history has shown through the millennia, as long as mankind has been dealing with crooks, that putting crooks away stops them from committing more acts of crookery. But yet you have these kooks, these local weeds who stand up in positions of power and say, oh, you know what, getting tough on crime doesn't, doesn't help anything. Let's let the criminals out. And they do not and will not apologize to you, the people of the United States, for letting these criminals out to attack your loved ones, to attack your children, to attack your mothers, your fathers, your wives, your husbands, your brothers, your sisters. They let these criminals roam the streets freely. Which is why in November you should 
get rid of these people. You should go to the polls and get rid of these Democrats. You should go to the polls with a fury and get rid of these people who, in real terms, are putting your life and your businesses in danger. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. We're going to go to the phones when we get back, so don't go away. Coming right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. There she was, just walking down the street singing. WABC. Yeah, I know how that is, nearly losing your mind. You know, there was an incident in Detroit. Yes, I know. We're going to the phones in a second. I just got to get this story in. There was an incident in Detroit that just goes to show you how moronic and stupid today's criminals are, the younger criminals, the younger criminal set. A TikTok star from Detroit was busted on four armed robberies after police recognized his custom Nike sneakers and pink-tipped hair from his social media dancing clip. The guy's name is Chosen, C-H-O-Z-E-N, Chosen, Terrell Hanna. He was arrested following an FBI raid on his home, now facing charges of robbery, which affected interstate commerce, possession of a firearm, and furtherance of a crime of violence. That's punishable by 20 years in prison. If he were here in New York, they'd probably let him out of jail without paying bond or bail. This guy is one of those uh, influencers, I guess, on TikTok. 1.6 million likes. And he's admitted for carrying out the four heists. 7-Eleven store, gas station, tobacco shop. And this guy, chosen, was busted because of his distinctly colored hair, Nike shoes with unique red dots. He's on social media, dancing, parading around like a fool, and then goes to rob different locations with no disguise, and this is what you get from this younger generation. These these kids are stupid. They're dumb. They have no common sense. They're idiots. They what you cannot tell me that this kid was a high achiever in school because you can't be a high achiever in school and be this freaking stupid. You show up on social media, millions of people watching you. You've got custom Nike gear. You've got a custom haircut. They're dreadlocks. He's got locks with pink tips on them. And you think no one's going to recognize your dumbass after you go do four armed robberies? These kids are just plain stupid. When it comes time for sentencing, they ought to tack on another 10 years for stupidity. 
Let's go to the phones. <laughs> oh, let's go to John in New Jersey. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, WABC Talk Radio 77. What's up, John? Can you hear me? I hear you fine, John. All right, listen. I'm a regular guy. I've never called a radio station in my life. I'm a blue-collar worker. I work with 30 to 50 guys that feel the same way as I do. What can we do? We elected this guy. What can we do to get him out besides voting? Like, it, it seems like we're just bound, and there's nothing we can do about everything that's going on right now. So emotional, so crazy. Every day I listen to this radio, I pull into my driveway, I back into my spot, my family with my wife of 30 years and my daughters, and I'm just listening to you guys for an hour, and I have no idea what a regular guy like myself not educated in college, just a regular construction worker. What can we do to stop this? It's Joe, Joe, it is insanity. Insanity is on parade. Let me say this. You are the, you are part of the backbone of America. You call yourself a regular guy. You are the guys that make America the great nation that it is. You are the guys that are out there building. You are the guys who are out there getting your hands dirty and you're working and you work without complaint. You just keep working and working and you go home, you raise your families, you do the right thing. You follow the law. You love your country. You love your family. You're the guys that make this country, the guys and gals, the women too, that make this country such a unique place. Now you said, what can we do besides voting? Well, you can organize those 50 guys. You can sit down with those 50 guys and say, hey, you know what? Instead of watching maybe some NFL game with these guys kneeling all over the place with their anti-American slogans and their anti-American actions, maybe on a Sunday afternoon you have a party at your house and you get 20 or 30 of these guys together and you decide, okay, first things first, we got to take over our local school board. Who's the loc- Who here has the expertise? to actually run and win, and we'll get out in the street, and we'll knock on doors, and we'll pass out flyers, and we'll do that to help get the guy elected or the gal elected, the guy or the woman elected. That's what we're going to do. You start in your neighborhood. You take back your neighborhood. You take it back from these lefties, okay? And then on election day, you guys again have a party before then. Decide which one of you men and women can go to the polls and watch and see what's going on at the poll place and you you don't have to do you don't have to work too hard with this one go watch make sure that the election in your community is above board okay and that's what you can do besides voting help organize and help get people like yourself in office that think like you do that want a country that's safe, that want a neighborhood that's safe. That's what you can do. And then in November, that's the most important part, get rid of these Democrats and progressives that are ruining this country and making life unsafe for so many Americans with their foolish, with their foolish so-called reforms that are letting criminals roam the streets. Get rid of these people. 
Talk to your friends, your neighbors. Make sure that they understand who's responsible for what's going on in this country. You don't have to tell them how to vote. Just make sure they know who's to blame for what you see in the streets. Make sure they know who's to blame for the empty shelves. Make sure they know who's to blame for the rising gas prices. Now you have to spend almost a hundred bucks to fill up your SUV. That's Joe Biden. That's the Democrats. And then in November, take the House of Representatives back from these progressives and from these Democrats and take the Senate back in convincing numbers. And that means that if they stick together, if there aren't rhinos that outnumber everyone else, that means that at least Joe Biden's agenda will be stopped for the final two years of his presidency. That's what you can do. That will change things in your neighborhood, and those changes in your neighborhood will lead to changes in your city. When a city changes, it leads to changes in your state, and when enough states change, it leads to change on the federal level. That is what you can do. Rob in Long Island, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Hey, Bo, how you doing? You know, I used to talk to you when uh, when you were with Rush, and I miss him a lot. Me too. Um, Bo, uh, you know, I'm 63 in May, and uh, I lived through the very first Arab oil embargo in 71 odd and even days. Um, I would argue in a big way that Biden, the administration, stopped buying Russian oil altogether, create our own energy independence, tax China more because they're going to pick up the slack if we didn't buy from Russia, and that would actually be a boon for the green movement, because you could do a full core press on all different types of energy production. But we should we should be considering the United States, EU, Australia as one big buyer's club. And these oligarchs are these totalitarian rulers who want to go have, have, have to rule these countries with an iron fist, but then enjoy the, the, the benefits of Western capital, can't have it both ways. And if you want to kill people mercilessly, like going on in Ukraine, there's, there's got to be an economic cost. And uh, it can't be – I would gladly pay more money in gasoline. And I also argue, take the COVID money, whatever's left, give everyone making up under $100,000, give them a check for 1000 bucks to offset the cost of the increase temporarily. What do you think? Well, I'm not for giving away any more money because we don't have it. It's all monopoly money at this point. We are spending money that the United States government does not have. I am not in favor of giving any more money away. I think you make incredible sense when you say that the West should form an alliance and look at it as one big buyer's club and decide that they don't need Russian oil. Just today, though, Democrats in California said that they want to preserve the coastline and so they want to ban all oil drilling, all offshore oil drilling in California. Now, the United States has resources. We have shale deposits, we have natural gas deposits, and we could, if we had the political will, reinvest in nuclear power. We could, as we did with Donald Trump, become energy independent and become an exporter of oil. Canada has resources. South America has resources. Just in this hemisphere alone, we could supply the world and not only take the power away from Russia, but also from OPEC. But it takes political will and it also takes cooperation from the European powers if we were going to do this. And the European powers would rather make a deal with crooks 
like Vladimir Putin if they think they can get a, then actually work toward energy independence. And Joe Biden helped them along, by the way. Everything that is happening in the energy front is the fault of Joe Biden and this administration, and they need to be held accountable. Every time you go to a gas station, you need to hold and think in your head, we are going to hold Joe Biden accountable for this. And if your neighbors don't understand that, if your kids don't understand that, then you should, as gently as possible and without trying to sound as partisan as possible, just tell them the facts. When President Trump was in power, it wasn't like this. Do you remember how much gas cost then? Why does it cost this much now? Go through it. How he closed the, the, the Keystone Pipeline. Go through it. How they're trying to reverse all of the deregulation that President Trump did on American businesses, including in the energy sector. How we, in the space of four years with Donald Trump, moved from being dependent on foreign gas to exporting foreign gas. This really happened. This is not make-believe. It happened under Donald Trump. And in less than one year, Joe Biden has put this nation on a dangerous path with with skyrocketing energy prices and with inflation. And he should pay a political price, as should the Democrat Party. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York, coming right back after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. W-A-B-C. This is Billy Cobham from the Total Eclipse album. Now, this song, I know many of you are not familiar with. This wasn't one of the uh, top 40 songs. This was fusion jazz. And in the late 70s, early 80s, there was an explosion of this new music. It was led by artists like Chick Corea, Stanley Clark, Al Demiola, Lenny White. They were the group Return to Forever. It was led by musicians like Wayne Shorter and Joe Zawinul and Weather Report, Omar Hakim. It was led by guys like this, Billy Cobham. And on this album, the Brecker Brothers from the New York area. And, you know, the Brecker Brothers used to have a place down on the, in, the, in Manhattan, 7th Avenue South, which was an amazing club. You could go see all kind of performances. But it was just like musicianship exploded. This music isn't for everybody. But it was a wonderful time to be alive if you were a musician. You could hear musicians at their best just freelancing and just improvising. And the compositions they came up with were so different and so unique. And this is one of those, Billy Cobham. Total Eclipse. Anyway, let's head back to the telephones as we go to Tom in West Point, New York. Tom, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Well, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. My phone's going to die soon, so it's not I'm hanging up on you. It's just uh, you know, okay. off, off site. Give me your I've main point. Been, I've never been on the talk show before. I'm 75 years old, and I, uh, I've got had an interesting life. I was on the uh, the border when we when Prague was overtaken the last time by the Soviet Union, and we were flying missions over it. And it was, we had 
one Russian, one American tank and ten Russian tanks. So that gives you a background. I was a second, a second lieutenant at the age of nineteen. Wow. Um, yeah, it was kind of a weird. You know, I think they they mistook, mistook me for a man. But anyway, back <laughs> to reality. Uh, what I looked at last night, uh, the thing that caught me, uh, and I, you know, all, I know you like humor. About three quarters of the people in that that place were in pampers, and they're the people that are running our li- our, our our lives right now. And you know, I'm not wearing pampers yet, but maybe a little within another ten years. But these people are just out of their mind. I watched Nancy Pelosi last night, and I think she's completely gone. I, I, the thing that I hate about my generation is that my great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be stuck with this bill. And if you go to the, the uh, most people don't even know about the United States debt clock, you know, the U.S. debt clock. Yes, you know yes, yes, yes. And, and today I owe about 240000 bucks because I still have income. Um, in three years, I'm going to owe them 440. You know, Tom, that's why I said Dave's been the other caller who said, oh, let's give everybody $1,000. With what? We we can't. There's no money to do this. This money is being printed without backing. There is no real money here. This is monopoly money that we're spending. It is money based on, as you say, the idea that somewhere in the future, some Americans are going to pay it back. Really? And, and Tom, you have a rem- story. You have a remarkable service to this country. And I hope for the sake of your great, 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 great grandchildren, that we are able to sustain America's core principles and they will be able to pick it up as well. These problems are solvable, including our debt, but it is going to take politicians who are not afraid to, to tell the truth to the American people and simply tell them, guess what? We can't afford that. We don't have the money. And not only that, we're going to cut back a lot of the spending because it is being done with monopoly money that we don't have. Thank you so much for your service to this country. What a remarkable life you've had, Tom, and thank you for calling us. We do appreciate it. Frank in Long Island, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. What's up? Hi, James. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Just wanted to say I appreciate you. Uh, you're a true patriot, and we need more to rise to the top, to uh, you know, to help our country. Um, it, it's a shame. I'm I'm a 58 year old man. I come from a, a family of uh, veterans. My grandparents, my uncles, my my children, Marine Corps. Myself, I was in the Air Force, and I, it's really sad uh, to see what's happening in our country. And uh, I guess basically we just need to pray, pray that God will help us. Because we're still God's country, and uh, appreciate you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. And I agree with you. We do need to pray, and we need we need to also pray and give God gratitude for us and for these United States of America. With all of the problems that we face here in America, let us not lose sight of something, people. We live in the greatest nation in the world. Still, despite all of this, despite all of this that we're going through, and yes, we can change this back. Remember. Before Ronald Reagan, there was Jimmy Carter. Remember, before there was Donald Trump, there was Barack Obama. We can change this. We can change this. Remember, before Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, 
there was David Dinkins. And remember how miserable and crime-infested New York was while David Dinkins was out playing tennis. And then look at what Rudy was able to do by focusing on street-level crime. And they they went after Rudy from day one, the same way they went after Trush, uh, Donald Trump. Because change agents always take the arrows. Ask Rush Limbaugh about that. The change agents take the arrows. But yes, we can turn the corner on this. Let us keep our optimism. We live in America. Let us not give this nation up to these lefties. Let us go to Louie, Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Louie. How are you? Good afternoon, Paul. I, I love your show. You make me feel pride in my heart and the words you say because they're truthful. And I want to speak to the woman from the Washington Compost specifically. <laughs> does she remember? Does she remember? Does she remember when when Nancy Pelosi ripped up Donald Trump's speech for all the world to see? And yep. She did it with a smirk on her face. Yep. You know that 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 was. I watched that with my eyes. The contempt that she had for the American people and the way she did that. It was disgusting, and that was deplorable. But, James, this is the party of the American Marxist. This is what they want to do. They're going to double and triple down on their hatred for this man. Uh, they try to slam him. They're talking about Donald Trump. Meanwhile, the man that's in the office right now can't even give a speech without referring to Iranians instead of Russians. He's talking about build back better when that plan is dead. And we can go on and on and on. My father told me a long time ago, Bo, that we are a representative of our friends. Who your friends are tells me a lot about who you are. Joe Biden does not represent me. I stay with people like yourself. Rush taught me so many things, and I will always cherish those things. I surround myself with people who love this country. The party that that leads this, this nation right now can't stand our Constitution, and all they try to do is get around it by destroying it. And that's all I got to say, James. Louis, you have said thank you. Much love to you, Louis. Much love to you. Thank you for calling and thank you. You are the voice of America, Louis. You are the guy. You are the people, people just like you who work hard, who love this country, who are not going to let this country slip out and fade into history. You are the people, Louis. You and the millions and millions of others who think like you, who work like you, who believe in this country like you do. This is why we have to save this country, America, from these leftists, from these Marxists, from these socialists, and from these communists. And yes, some of them do believe that communism works. Let us go to Pete in New Jersey. Welcome, Pete. Hey, Bo, how are you doing? Good. Say, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people out here that are working from home that are baby boomers. And uh, with all the nonsense that's going on in New York City and in the subways, uh, Mr. May is going to be for a big surprise because they're not going to be going back. Well, you know what? Joe Biden last night also called for the federal workforce to come back uh, because many of them work from home and they don't trust being back in the office buildings. Let me just say this about that. In New York, until the subways are demonstrably safer, I would think that there would be many people that would be avoiding them. Now, there are some people that have to depend on subways. They simply cannot afford to be driven to work. They don't have cars. The bus routes don't service them. They need the subways. These subways must be made safe. Our streets must be made safe for the business owners and for the business consumers. 
we need a safe New York. The criminals must be put behind bars and kept behind bars. And these politicians that have let these savage criminal thugs roam the street to murder, to rape, to pillage, these people, these Democrats need to be removed from office by you, New Yorkers. And they won't be from just Republicans, Democrats. You Democrats who feel unsafe in your own city right now, it is up to you to help get some of these people out of office. You helped put them there. You need to help get rid of them so that we can restore New York to the full potential of greatness that it can be. Coming up, John Katz and his Cats at Night. Coming up tomorrow, James Golden again at 4 o'clock. And on the weekends, on Saturday morning, I'll be here maybe a little bit early this coming weekend. So just keep it here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We've got amazing hosts from Charlie Kirk to Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Rita Cosby's coming up. And, of course, John Katz is next, as I said. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. And most of all, we are the six boroughs of New York. Staten Island, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, the six counties down there in Florida, Palm Beach County, that's the sixth borough. But anyway, we are the greatest city in the world and the greatest nation, America, that humanity has ever witnessed. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And please, Lord, look with special favor to those people suffering in Ukraine. We'll be back tomorrow.